Well, now that the world is opening up again, we have lots of shop owners who are signed up to do some in-person events. How fun is that? But here's the thing. Once they sign up, the first thing they do is jump in our group and ask what it is they need to do to get the best results ever. So that's the topic today. I've got someone who's going to share everything she knows about her successful in-person events. I think you're going to love it. Grab a pencil and I'm going to see you on the inside. Welcome to the Roadmap to 50K on Shopify. Each week, we'll take you behind the scenes of real stores where you're going to learn actionable strategies and tips that will fast track the growth and profitability of your e-commerce business. So buckle up. Welcome your host and Shopify expert, Susan Bradley. Hey, I'm so glad to have you all here with me today. I have one of my favorite members, Inner Circle and Reliable Revenue member, Candace Kincaid here to, and she's just here really to share her experience with in-person events and not just the experience of prepping for it and showing up and actually running a successful event but also all the soft benefits of doing that, what she really learned from it and what she's going to take forward. I have to share with you that it's a question that I see over and over again is I'm going to do an in-person event. Any tips? What should I do? Right from the, like the tactical stuff, like how do I take payments to the, how do I make this worth my time? How do I tell if this is even worth my time? So I thought it would be great if you could hear it from someone who just did it who really came out of it feeling like she had uh, some great progress and knowing what she's going to do to make it even better next time. So Candace, thank you so much for taking some time to be with you. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to be here to talk about this. It's definitely been a really exciting time for me. So I'm happy to share about it. So good. So let's hear about your business is the clean crate and you are a .ca. So you are uh, selling in the small market mm-hmm. and you're selling a highly niche product, but let, let's hear about it. Tell me about the company, why you started the business, you know, how you're feeling about the business now and just, just give us all the things, what you do. Sure. Absolutely. So last, let's see, April of 2020, I, you know, lost my corporate job due to COVID. And I looked at that time of my life and I thought, this is a chance. There's an opportunity here to do something that I've always wanted to do, which was always to have my own business. And I was also at that time feeling obviously very stuck at home and very sort of feeling this need to clean and, you know, feeling all this pressure to use all these really heavy chemicals. And I was going to my local retailers and I was like, I can't find good quality product. So I just started to kind of come up with the concept of the clean crate. I wanted to make it accessible for my community, for my country to have access to top quality, all natural products that worked really well that they couldn't easily find in their local stores. Because a lot of times the, the ma- major retailers that we shop at, you know, they're stocking their shelves with brands from the States or brands that are co-packed, or maybe, you know, they say that they're, you know, a certain level of top quality, but they're not. And yeah. So as a busy mom, um, I created a concept of a business that was something that I needed. <laughs> and basically yeah. it was to create a subscription service that would curate all the daily cleaning essentials that I needed 
um, and then delivered them to my door or to the doors of my fellow Canadians. And, and that again was a big piece of building this business was creating a brand that only sold Canadian brands. Because also during COVID, we all started to think a lot more about shopping local and a lot more about, you know, giving back in our own communities, as well as being more sustainable and being more eco-friendly. And there was just a lot of things happening. And so the Clean Crate just, you know, really kind of came together beautifully. You know, we had an incredible uh, support from all the people that we were talking to about the, the concept and... Yeah, we wrote a um, a very in-depth business plan about where this business could grow to. And yeah, and so then we launched in October 2020, which I would say I thought uh, launching an e-commerce business in October of 2020 was going to make it a huge success because yeah. everybody's shopping online. And like yeah. quickly, quickly realized that it takes a lot more than just, you know, making your Shopify store live. <laughs> yeah, so that's sort of where we are today. I mean, the business has grown incredibly this year, uh, but in many ways, a lot slower than I expected. Um, But the foundation is built now. And that foundation over the last year is what um, I've really been focusing on building because I quickly realized it wasn't going to be making me thousands of dollars within the first month of launching that I needed to build it strategically. And working with the social sales girls and reliable revenue is sort of what, what has enabled that for me. And I see a lot of businesses. And so I have to tell you that I feel like your progress is miles ahead of the average person when they launch a business. Oh, you are a year in and, you know, I, I have an idea of what your sales volume is and how many monthly subscribers that you have. And I would say that that is not normal. And so you, you're doing a lot of things right. Thank you. Yeah. That means a lot. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. But I think what happens is we all see the success stories online and then that's our benchmark when it's just, mm-hmm. first of all, it might not be true. There's that. But then also it could like, who knows what could have happened to create that. You don't hear about the hard work in between. And so mm-hmm. when I think about what I see as normal, that's really, your your results are really good. And I love it because, you know, you think about cleaning supplies and you think, well, you go to the store for those. And so the fact that you curated this collection of hard to find cleaning supplies Mm -hmm. makes it much more easy to convert someone who's already interested in that niche. Totally. Good for you. And we, we really just on that note quickly, it was, we've tested thousands of products. Like maybe that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but a lot of products and we only bring in the ones that blow us away. The ones that we want to use in our home every day, the ones that really make cleaning feel good and that actually do the job that they say they're going to do, but also are really eco-conscious and, you know, are supporting the smaller brands and the bigger brands, but the ones that are making a difference. And so, you know, I think we take that work away from people, you know, that's the goal, right? So that they don't have to worry about it. They can just become a subscriber and it gets sent to them. And they know it's already vetted before they arrives at the door. I just want to share with you too, as an aside, maybe nobody cares. So if you guys don't care about this, just tune out for a sec. But I want to share with you, because you know, I'm like a million years old and you're not, that <laughs> my first business, I started my first business when I got, I lost my corporate job. Mm. And it was just that the, the company was going out of business. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I had a great job. I'm sure you did too. And I thought, mm, this is an opportunity in my life. 
totally. I'm going to see it as a boohoo moment. I got a little <laughs> bit of a severance and I thought, how do I take this and turn it into like, how do I make the life I want? And it didn't happen overnight. Mm-hmm. And, it, you know, there were some moments of where you're sitting in the corner in the dark. Well, actually, my go to was I'm going to eat. Uh, Americans won't know what this is, but we maybe they will. Who knows? I'm going to eat Smarties in the bathtub with the door locked. <laughs> Yeah, and ponder my future. (laughs) But uh, I just wanted to congratulate you for seeing that as an opportunity and doing something with it. And just as someone who's been there, and I've had years where I've made lots of money and years where I've lost money, but I have to say it's so satisfying Mm -hmm. that your kids are really going to benefit from that, from your availability and watching you build this thing. So, oh, I mean, I've always worked hard. I've never worked harder at anything yeah. in my life. And I've never felt <laughs> for less more, money. <laughs> yeah, right. And I've never felt more satisfied. Like and, and it's just it's it's inspiring. It is it's very exciting to create something and to see the result and to really care about the impact. Like it's yeah. it's it's a dream come true. Absolutely. And and yeah. So good. <laughs> Keep going. So let's talk about your event because, you know, I feel like I know a bit more about your business than the average Inner Circle member because you're in our Reliable Revenue group as well. And I saw your post. Hey, (laughs) I'm going to an in-person event. Well, what Mm -hmm. should I do? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what you did. Like, tell me, give us the setup. How did you find out about this event? Because we were still in COVID. Mm-hmm. You when you get there and what did you prepare going in because it's not like your product is light and easy so no <laughs> no that is absolutely for sure like a quick backstory on sort of shows and in-person events in general you know when I created the business plan I had sort of thought maybe at some point I might do a trade show but again, that was in 2020, and I was not expecting that to happen anytime soon. And I also thought, oh, the e-commerce business is just going to take up. I would never have to do that, right? I also knew strategically that I was never wanting to put my brand into a, a Christmas market or a local farmer's market. For me, it was really important, if I was to ever look at something like that, that it would be something that um, would elevate my brand, where I would be, you know, sort of promoting myself with a group of within a group of people that I, I would want to be part of. So when we launched this company, we did a lot of grassroots marketing and had, you know, all the people that we know in our community shared on Facebook and shared on Instagram and shared everywhere. Oh, look, our friends are launching this company. And I guess at that time, this person who knew a person that I knew, who's the president of this events company that hosts these trade shows, she heard about my business. So fast forward to September of this year. And they're looking for things that are unique in to bring into their trade show and also to sell out some of their empty spots because all of a sudden they were allowed to have a trade show and they were only at 80% capacity. So she messaged me on, on Instagram and said, hey, I don't know if you remember me, but I'm doing this thing and we, would, we don't have any other cleaning product companies and we would love to have a spot for you. And I thought, whoa, <laughs> I'm not expecting that. Okay. And... I said, absolutely, send me some information. So she did. She sent me an offer to be part of the show that was very competitive. So they basically made it very look, feel very like, feel like I was getting a really good deal for going. So great. That's great. The money aside of what it would cost to invest in it, I wanted to make sure that it was the right decision. Yeah. People could go, 
you know, what was it going to look like with COVID? What kind of sales were they going to have? What does my community think about this trade show? Like that was my biggest question is that I, I sort of went to my, I went obviously to reliable revenue for like sort of, you know, the details on how do I actually do a live show and how do I process payments and those kind of things. But I went to my circle of influence to say, you know, would this look good for my brand? Would this make it, you know, if I put myself out there with the potential that it's a total flop, what does that look like? Right. That was the feedback that I wanted. And it was overwhelming that it was going to be a right decision. Everyone is like, absolutely. This is where you need to be. It's the Vancouver home show, I'm, which was. Oh, so it's a kind of a big deal. It's a big, it was a big deal. Absolutely. Not a teeny tiny city for those that don't know. And and there they had, you know, pre COVID numbers were like 38,000 attendants over the weekend. They weren't sure what was going to happen, but um, it turned out actually that they oversold that they oversold 2019 numbers. So inevitably it was a good decision for them to reopen, but they were the first trade show again to come since COVID. So they wanted a cleaning company. Anyway. Yes. I said I would do it. And I I should also just say that I was coming off a really rough summer. I My sales had really slowed down over the summer. Thankfully, I have a subscription box that kind of carried me through. But I was feeling pretty down and out. I wasn't sure what I was going to do. iOS had all these changes with traffic. And I was really trying to wrap my head around how to grow. And this opportunity came. And I said, yes. And so, and it was October. So I basically had a month to kind yeah. of figure out what to do. Maybe that's better. Yeah. Oh, it was. It, it forced <laughs> me, it put it put a little fire uh, under my pants and made yeah. me sort of... Get the end of the bathtub. Put the Smarties away. I'm yeah, <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So tell me, what did you... Uh, ultimately, you decided to do it, so that was good. But what did you do? Like, what did you do to prep other than, you know, bring your stuff, figure out your POS and show up? Yes. So lots of things, actually. And I would say a lot of them were ideas that I learned and tools from my toolkit that I learned through Reliable Revenue and and the Inner Circle. Absolutely. So, for example, she when they made me the offer on what the price of the booth, they also offered to do a giveaway to their to their list with my product, announcing my brand to their list of people, which would also be an Instagram and uh, an email giveaway. So I said, 100 percent, I will always say yes to a giveaway. Because I have learned if the, if the audience is the right giveaway, it is very valuable for my business. That the, the people who come to me from that source of marketing usually convert well. And, and I've learned that through doing lots of perfect giveaways this year and growing my list that way. So I said yes to that. I So that was like sort of the, the first step. And then I really thought about, okay, how do I, when I'm there, how am I going to capture these people? How am I going to get them onto my own list, right? So of course I decided I'm going to do my own giveaway. I went into my Clavio account. I set up a specific list to capture people when I'm at the show, because of course I want them to enter the giveaway, give me all their information and I will send them through my flow after the fact. I, what else did I do? So I had Can I just ask a quick question about how did you get them to sign up? Did you use paper or an iPad or how did you do that? So two different ways. So I did have my giveaway with sort of the thing, the the scanner, the thing to scan, because of course uh-huh. I'm an eco-friendly company. So I wasn't going to have people writing on a piece of paper and uh-huh. giving pens. So they scanned to enter. I also, every single transaction that I took over the weekend, asked every single person if they wanted to accept marketing. So 
that when I, I would get their email right when they were placing that order. So that wasn't going into a giveaway list, but yeah. it sent them through my welcome flow. And so then they became part, they, you know, continued yeah. to get to me, right? Because I want them to know how to get me again. People forget you buy something yeah. from a store, you forget what it's called. Yeah. I want them to see me in their inbox so they can think, oh yeah, I bought that from the clean crate when yeah. I was at the home show and I I'm on there. On there, you just got over yourself and thought, I'm just going to ask. Some people are going to say, no, I'll live. 100%. (laughs) Because, because I know, I know how valuable that is for my business. And I know that it's it's how I trust businesses. It's how I get to know. I need to see something a lot of times before I decide to buy it. So I know that my customers are probably the same. Yeah. So good. So you made it a priority to, if nothing else, walk away with a pile of new email addresses. 100%. Absolutely. That was sort of what I went into it. I want to break even. (laughs) I wanted to break my costs even. So I really did try to keep my costs down for this first one. And like my additional costs, I didn't spend a lot of money on big printing. I didn't do any of that. I just said, you know, I want to break even. I want to collect emails. I want to get to know people. I want to get feedback. I want to talk to them. The other thing I did to engage my current list is they offered me entrance tickets. The home show did. They said, you can give away tickets to people, you know. So I sent in, you know, did a segment in my Clavio for local people, because obviously, you know, primarily people from BC are going to come. And I sent them an email and I said, click here if you want to be entered to win. And so I had, you know, several hundred people click, which was great. So right away, I'm engaging my list already. They know I'm going to be there. It's my way of saying, hey, come and visit me. You can win tickets. And then I, you know, I, and bring your credit card. <laughs> totally, totally, right? And they did. People were going there to shop. Brilliant. But yeah, so I was able... So at the show, I had people who are my customers on my email list, or maybe weren't customers yet, but were on my email list, come and say hi to me. Say, thank you for giving me those free tickets. So that was a really like, just a great little way to sort of engage my community yeah. before I went. Yeah. So that was one of the one of the things that I did to prepare. Also, marketing side, obviously, print materials are, I believe, are important at something like that. And I'm not into being wasteful, but I did make a rack card and I printed 350 of them. And I said, I, these are going to be gone by the end of the weekend. So if it means I just have to go around and hand those out, I just want something to, you know, somebody to take it home and stick it on their counter. And maybe one day, you know, they'll, oh, yeah, the clean crate, because it's just, you know, the least expensive way that I can get into their home. Right. Versus sending something in the mail. And did you print a discount code on it or anything? Or- no, just about my service. Okay, yep. perfect. I definitely at the show promoted both the subscription box and a variety of products for my add-on shop. So I wanted to give people an opportunity to purchase what they wanted. I didn't want to go into it just focusing on the subscription box. Obviously getting subscribers is sort of long-term my goal, of course, because, you know, the lifetime value of those subscribers is so much more significant, but I wanted people to just get used to my brand, used to the products that I'm selling, like to experience these different Canadian companies in one spot. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anything else you did to prep? I mean, figure out POS, which was actually very simple. And I was grateful for that, (laughs) but otherwise, no, I mean, it was really just a lot of sort of my own social media, sort of letting people know, like, I'm going to be here and come yeah. visit and meet us in person and see and smell our products. So, yeah. One of the things you said that I don't want people to miss, because it was kind of part of your, your conversation, is you said it twice. You said it 
first of all, for the people who entered your giveaway, you made sure that you followed up with a flow, mm-hmm. an email flow after that. And so that is as important as getting the sign up pretty much. Mm-hmm. I think. And then the other thing you said is when you asked people who were making purchases, if they would accept marketing, and then they went into your welcome flow, which again, mm-hmm. was you said it like, it, of course you would. Like, that's how you said it. Like, it's just, you know, that's the next natural next step. But what I know for a fact is that for most people, that's not the natural next step. So I want mm-hmm. everyone to onboard what you said and realize that those things are really important that you did for your long-term success. So good for you. Thank you for that. Let's move forward and let's talk about what happened at the show. Like, obviously you had a good time. Yay. (laughs) Was it just a Saturday, Sunday, or was it Friday, Saturday? Oh, four days. Yeah. And they were long days, 12 hour days. Oh man. So exhausting. It was, it was, it was so like, so good. I really, I was nervous the first day. I was so nervous. I didn't know what to say. It was, I've done a lot of trade shows in my previous career representing other brands, but here I was representing my own company and, you know, and, and putting myself out there, really putting myself out there since I've launched it. And I didn't, I was fumbling over what to say. I didn't want to be aggressive or pushy. I just, what I realized was that what I was doing was unique, was different to what everybody else was doing. And I can spot my customer. I mean, I know I really kind of know who they are. You know, I just got in the habit of maybe targeting them. And what I noticed quickly was that people who I would start a conversation with would come in and buy something. They just, people, and especially just after, I think, COVID and, you know, people just wanted, want to have a conversation about something, right? And so they would come in and I had my space set up so that they could come in to my space comfortably, obviously, you know, with distance and stuff, but but still be able to shop in, in not just like a trade show sort of environment, but feel like they could touch and smell the products. And every person I spent quite a bit of time talking to about what we do, why we're different, why are, why the products are, you know, sourced exclusively from Canadian brands and, you know, and people really, really resonated with it. And I, and not everybody sure. There were lots of people that were like, well, now I'm not into cleaning products. No, I'm out the other way. And I was fine. That's fine. Cause if you're not engaged in it, I'm not going to, you know, waste my voice on you. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But I, you know, I had, I had so many people thank me, believe it or not. I was like, uh, uh, by the end of the show, I was like, honestly, in tears, who just said like, well, thank you for doing this business. This is so needed. I didn't know you existed. I didn't know something like this was out there. And so uh, that was huge reassurance for me. It really validated what I was doing online. And now these people will be repeat customers because they've met me. They've seen the company. They know the kind of products that I have. They, you know what else? Everything, this is a, this is a brilliant. Like just anybody who's doing an online show needs to have this in place. I have judge me reviews, obviously set up to automatically go out, but it went out after every single POS purchase. And those people were so much more likely to leave me reviews because they had met me. They, they heard me sell them on why this lavender laundry soap was so much nicer than, you know, the, the, what they're traditionally buying. And then they would leave me this review about why they love it so much. So that was like, that's an added bonus. I didn't even know was going to happen because it obviously didn't start to come in for like a couple of weeks after, but has like warmed my heart every time I see those. Reviews. 
Yeah, because they it's so much stronger connection than just yeah. pressing by. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's so good. So you literally had all your individual products there and available for them, not only just to to smell and to to see what it was like, but also they could walk out the door with something. Absolutely. And I had I had that all ready to go. I wanted to sell product. I wanted to make some money. I wanted to move some inventory. Yeah. Um, I actually I sold out of inventory within the first two days and I had to get my husband and kids to bring stuff like first yeah. thing in the morning on the third day. Cause wow. and I was scrambling for stuff. And to be honest, I I even you know, going forward now, of course, I, I would be planning differently. Yeah. But that it was huge for me to see how people were, you know, willing to purchase right on the spot. Uh, of course, I did do a discount. I was going to ask you, was there yeah. any incentive? I did a, an offer for the subscription box for people who purchased at the show. And there were lots of people who purchased and I sent, I mailed it to them after, which I just decided to incur that cost because, of course, it's a 10-pound box. Yeah. But otherwise a barrier otherwise they'd say I'll do it later and then that might never happen right exactly if I have that split second chance to get that you know sale I'm gonna try to do what I can you know to to make it happen there because of course we get so distracted in the world nowadays right oh yeah we forgot like I know something I wanted to do I can't remember right absolutely yeah I agree so you did a lot of things that set you up for success and I, I want to know, do you feel like in your business generally, people buy one of your products first and then they subscribe or do they go directly to subscription? Do you have any idea? I th- You know, I would say primarily people subscribe first. That being said, they, they take time to get to know the brand okay. because I'm, t- I'm, I'm teaching them about our products and our company through mostly email, text message you know, social media, it takes a bit longer, right? For them to feel comfortable and to be ready to purchase. Yeah. And I understand that. I definitely have seen people who, who do order uh, individually and then come back and subscribe, but I have two different sets of clients. Ones that want it all kind of done for them and they want that subscription service. They want to pick their products every three months and have them delivered, et cetera. And the ones that want it too. So I, I've learned that about my customer base and that's why I wanted the option for the people yeah. to come in. You know, you wanted to make it number one, easy to purchase. But the other thing that I'm hearing from this is you did give them some sort of discount because you wanted to give them a reason to buy today. And if you didn't do that, they might've said, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me take your card. And then, then you would have lost your opportunity. You know, and I quickly noticed that after the first day, because the first day I didn't advertise a discount. I just said like, oh, you know, we'll do 10% off. And then I went home that night, I printed out signs for 15% off. I honestly probably, I could have actually, you know, increased some of my prices and then discounted nobody. Really, they didn't question it. They just thought, oh, I'm getting a deal because I'm at the home show. (laughs) Right? I wouldn't do that because that's not how I operate business. But I I thought about that. People never questioned it. Oh, this is a $20 laundry soap, but it's 15% off. So (laughs) You just needed to give them a reason to buy that. Yeah, so smart. So let's think about that. So let's talk about, because we did before we started recording, some of the soft benefit mm-hmm. doing this. And one of them that we've talked about a fair bit was confidence. That mm. How it made you feel about, because when you're sitting by yourself in front of your computer, checking to make sure that there's nothing wrong with your checkout because you didn't get a sale yet today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, all the things go on in your head, but being there and seeing that positive reaction, what did that do for you? Honestly, it was, it was so significant for me this year. I mean, it's a roller coaster. It's been a roller coaster of everything building this business and being able to get to talk to people, to get that feedback, to hear what they're interested in, mm-hmm. you know, on was absolutely so incredibly valuable for me. The the other thing that it, it really did for me was help me feel more confident promoting my business in my my local community. Because I represent Canadian brands, I, I've always done my advertising across Canada. And of course, Canada is a smaller country. So, you know, I want the biggest pool of people that I can get to get their eyes on my site. But you know, shipping product across the country, and especially I offer offer free shipping for my clean crates. You know, it, it's more expensive to ship it across the yeah. country. So, shipping and I also expensive here. It's, it's very, very expensive, especially my products are not light, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, they're you know they're cleaning products. So and now I've started. Uh, so a couple of things. One, uh, you know, different trade shows came up to me when I was at the show. So they're promoters, um, ones that are also in alignment with my brand and asked me to be part of their shows. So I've, you know, sort of been looking at things for next year, but it also just encouraged me to get more involved in local community groups, but larger ones where I can get more exposure locally. And just because I I think having that presence, it does make a difference. It has made a difference for sure for me since, since doing that trade show. Even at the bare minimum, if you grew your local business by ultimately 20 or 25 subscribers, that could be the income that pays all your bills so that mm. you don't feel like you're dealing from the pot to start promoting outside of your local area. Like there's just so much right. benefit to like, first of all, the confidence and the proof of concept, but also just the, that's, it's okay for them to be your early adapters. Yeah, absolutely. Right. And the some original subscribers I've had, I mean, my retention rate has been incredible. Like it's over 95% really good and and a big portion of it already is local because they've you know they were people who knew me or knew of me or knew of a friend who knew of me and and or the brand and and, you know and and those people have really helped carry me and so now I just feel more confident that my my company actually does do what I want it to be doing which is you know helping people have a you know a healthier home and and have a happier planet that's really our goal and talking to people in person, like really solidified that, that messaging, yeah. you know, so now I just, I wanted to share it with it, you know, continue to share it. And I've, I've planned for next year now. So, you, you know, you ask about like what it helps me with for the future. Now I know, you know, I, I am going to do a show in February and a show in March, because generally I expect that the beginning of the year is going to be a little bit slower. I know it'll be an opportunity for me to, yes, to move some inventory and make some sales, because now I know how to be even more successful with that yeah. portion, but also to build my list for next Christmas. Like that is ultimately my my goal with everything is continuing to build that community of people that, that list my marketing funnels, you know? Yeah. Um, and so uh, now I have ideas on how I want to be even more successful with that coming into my next shows. And, and I, I don't want to be hauling around at a bunch of shows. It does a lot of work. Absolutely. Yeah. So the ones I want to do, I want to make sure that they really do have an impact. Oh, that's so good. And that was my next question. What what would you do differently for the next show? Is there anything else you would do on top of what you did so successfully in October? I think 
that I need to get out of my own way a little bit and hire a second Candace. <laughs> I need, I, 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 yeah, right. I absolutely need, like if I had more, if I, I did have people come and help me and think they were amazing. They were people like from my, my own personal circle that yeah. came and helped me, but I did all the talking. I did all the engaging. I did all the, the closing of the sales. And, you know, and that means that I missed out on some. So I would definitely trust in other people to help me. Yeah. yeah. I know that feeling. I'm sure if you've done trade shows before too, anyone who's listening knows that feeling of, well, you want to give this person your full attention, but you can see these other two people yeah. waiting right, yeah. to talk to you and it just makes you sweat. Totally. <laughs> and totally. And yeah. so you could probably get, you know, pay someone 15 or $20 an hour or even mm-hmm. in your business, they might want product instead. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like one of your biggest fans, you probably could do that. So, uh, so your advice would be to get some help mm-hmm. and double down on what you're, what you've done well and successfully at your last show. So that of course is your advice for anyone else. Who's uh, thinking of a show, go into it prepared. Yes. Your list. I'm going to repeat it for everyone. This is what you told me. The first thing is you went in knowing that you were going to grow your list. Mm-hmm. You'd be super happy if you could sell a few things and grow your list. And the way you did that was you had a giveaway with the people who came to your booth and you put them into a flow. You also had got put on your big girl pants and face-to-face asked people to accept marketing and put them into your welcome flow. And as a bonus, you were able to get uh, email like an email mention from the whole show's organizers. And there's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with uh, people asking, what what could you do to help promote me, right? So totally. you got that and you could always ask for that another time. But the other thing that I think was kind of smart was getting those free tickets. And there's no reason you couldn't have asked for them if they didn't offer. And that was like some, so that you didn't just say, come see me at the show. You actually had something of value to give. Yeah. Audience. I love that. Mm -hmm. Those things. Then you said that you printed up some cards because you wanted to make sure that you maximize the opportunity and you, it was 350 and you, you gave them all out. Mm -hmm. Then you said that you wanted to make sure that you offered, you made sure there was something for pretty much anyone to buy. So you put in the extra work and brought the entire selection to the show killer but you mm-hmm. did it mm-hmm. and then you said that very clever because I never would have thought of this but you hooked up uh, the POS to automate a request for a review smart 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 because you're right they'd be far more inclined to give you a review you offered to ship anyone who was like going to buy a subscription box so you made it easy for them to say yes mm-hmm that bigger purchase smart and then the last thing is you gave them a reason to buy by offering them a show special (laughs) a discount and even though you learned that a day late you still turned it all around and got that so that's really a lot of stuff that you did you didn't just like show up set up your table bring a book and sit behind the table because you would have had a completely different result if you did totally 
Oh, I wore runners the entire time. A blazer and runners. I was just like, I'm going to be comfortable <laughs> and I'm going to make this work. Yes. And that is a brilliant summary. Thank you, Susan. Well, I think it's important for people to know because in a conversation, it might sound like, oh yeah, she just did a few things, but it's a list. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to put the list actually in the show notes so that people can see all the things that you did and they can kind of use it as a checklist because it was absolutely. Yeah. And promoting on social uh, oh yeah promote. promoting on, on you know my personal social and and obviously doing stories while I was there you know oh. to, to just sort of show I mean I was so busy I did not have a lot of time but that is something that I would get somebody else to do while I was there for, for the yeah. next while I'm there for the next shows you could yeah. do it live because you know, absolutely <laughs> yeah so that's really good so it was a raging success for you it was a success financially but it was a raging success emotionally yeah absolutely so so darn good I feel like that is like that's a really good return on your investment of time and money and I want everyone to understand that not every event you do is going to be a raging success but you can sway the odds in your favor Mm -hmm. there's value in taking a risk and doing some of these things I think really good I'm so excited for you. So I think that I would love to know. So Clean Crate is basically a sub- subscription box company, but you have products to sell. And I know I'm going to jump on because I need that linen spray, the lavender. <laughs> what was it? Lavender. What was the other thing? Lavender rose. Lavender rose. So totally, I have to get that. So what's next for you? What do you, mm-hmm. what do you when we look at you, the grand plan for 2022, what are you going to focus on? Yeah. I mean, obviously continuing to grow my subscription base is really the number one priority. Obviously it's sort of reliable revenue for me, but it also just allows so much flexibility in the product offering um, that we have. It it lets me work with smaller brands and larger brands. Like it's just, it really, the concept, you know, it's quite dialed in right now. I'm really excited about where it's at and I want to just keep growing that. Um, I think continuing to grow our brand in the local community and aligning with, with you know, for example, um, really family-oriented community groups, blogs, that kind of stuff. A lot more in the media is where we really want to be focusing this year. And then fitting in these trade shows, you know, to sort of elevate, you know, obviously our brand name and, and to get to know other businesses in the community, you know, and, and just to just, just be open to new partnerships and new ideas. Yeah. Like who, we, I don't know everything that's going to come come along the way. I can't map it all out. I can sort of make strategic plans, but, and, and, you know, have a vision for where we want to go, but yeah, but really we just want to keep growing and be that number one go-to place. Like that's, I want to have a brand where people are like, I need cleaning products. I'm going to go to the clean crate. I want natural, good quality products that are gentle on my environment in my home. I'm going to go to the clean crate because that's where I go. That that's the big goal. That's so good. Mm-hmm. So good. I think that what you mentioned there, and again, everybody who's listening, break down what Candace just said because it's actually a lot of stuff. Two sentences, really. And so break it down and think of, and when you're thinking about your own plan, break it down. What are the big rocks that I want to focus on next year? I can't predict all the things, but what are the big rocks? And I think the only thing that I didn't hear you say was you're all, even though those are your big rocks, 
uh, the other big rock would be that you have to keep doing the things that you've been doing that oh yes progress in the first place like focusing on your traffic and you know 100 and i think the the more that i grow the more i can do of that meaning that i can now hire other people to help me with different things that I've sort of dialed in a system for my company. Now I can train somebody else to do that and also be open to their creativity. Cause I think, you know, the more we work with people that, that are of like minds, the more beautiful things can happen. So yeah, more emails, more text messages, like more marketing events, like all of it. I want to, I, I'm all about doing more and more because that's ultimately what we got to do to grow yeah. As soon as you stop, it dies. <laughs> yeah, you do have to keep going. But I think the trick is systemize it. And yeah. you just said that, that you're at the stage where now a lot of what you can do is a little bit systemized that you can say to someone, hey, I, I, and you've got such a great pool of clients, you can probably hire someone to do something like social media. And here's the expectation. You already know the culture. You buy the product. You have mm-hmm. the same mission in life as I do go for it. And that's going to free up a whole chunk of time for you to grow the business. I love that. Thank you. So where can people see you? So where can the Canadians in the crowd think great? And where can everyone else who just wants to see how clever you are go Um, cleancrate.ca of course the website always number one and then uh the clean crate company on facebook at clean crate company on instagram clean crate co on twitter you know we have a pinterest page everything's got clean crate in it clean crate is the thing clean crate absolutely and we yeah we try to be everywhere great name listen thank you so much for everything not only what you've shared here in the podcast but how like in the group, you're really good at keeping the conversation going, having good conversations and sharing what you know. So thank you for all of that. Really thank you. Yeah, really appreciate thank it. So much. And now I feel like I know you even better. That's yeah, lucky me. Now I get to know you a little better, even yeah. better. <laughs> Same old crazy over here. <laughs> Same black shirt. Oh, yeah. Oh, I have several of these. I think yeah. my husband, uh, so I'm wearing a turtleneck today. All right, and same with me. All black, always. Yeah, just all black all the time. No thinking required. It's yeah. if you're the laziest person on earth, it works really well. Totally. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I'm fully there. Thank I don't have time much. to think about anything else. Uh, <laughs> so much. Listen, guys, thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. And I want you to go check out the show notes because sometime you're going to get an opportunity to do an in-person event and you want to make sure you make the best of it. So we'll see you all next week. Hey, listen, if you like what we're working on here at the Roadmap to 50K and it's helping you get clarity on your next steps, I think you really have to check out our inner circle. You know, it is just an amazing place to learn how to build your business the right way. And you get to do it with a wonderful group of store owners that support each other and will cheer you on. You know, in the inner circle, our only purpose is to help our members get results And because of that, we actually have dedicated coaches that are fully trained and available to work one-on-one with you. And we offer that to our members at crazy affordable prices, because I know that sometimes you just need a little extra help to get past a roadblock so that you can move on and make progress again. So if this sounds good to you, I want you to head on over to the socialsalesgirls.com forward slash inner dash circle and get on the wait list. 
We will send you a lesson so that you can see what's waiting for you on the inside. And we'll also invite you to join us the next time we are open to take new members. So listen, friends, that's all. Thank you so much for spending your time with me. And I will see you next week.